0: Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your ANCAP host, James Madison, and this is the show. So, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. I'm not going to read any news articles, I'm not going to do any punditry work or analysis work. This is going to be more of a... one of my Let's Chat episodes. I have a... doing this podcast... Editing episodes, reading these articles, going on the road, talking to people, filming riots, filming protests, filming things getting out of hand. It's got me in a very dark place mentally. I've never been someone who's been popping the white pill. I'm more of the person who peddles copium, if anything else. but there's a lot of hatred out there (laughs) if you would have asked me maybe ten years ago if I thought racial tensions in this country were alleviated or racism in this country is on its way out I would have said yes but from Antifa to BLM to Proud Boys to Boogaloo Boys to the Sheeple to the Red Pilled to the Blue Pilled and everyone in between things have only gotten worse. You know, I look at my TV, I look, at the, I look outside my window, and I see one of three things. Where I'm at now, I look out my window, I see neighbors out there barbecuing, black people, white people, Asian people shaking hands, drinking beers, cheersing, just having a good time and smiling, right? But when I looked outside my apartment, my hotel window when I was in Portland, I saw firebombs being thrown, people being beaten in the streets. I saw bottles being thrown at people, cops being beaten with their own batons, cars running through crowds of people. And then I look outside my window overlooking D.C., and I see... People who I would genuinely call on my side, storming one of the nation's capitals. There's really three realities we live in today. Either everything's business as usual. You voted for whoever you voted for in November, and you went on with your life. Happy with the results, or disappointed with the results. This party says that, that party says that. Whatever, you know, both sides got their talking points. Or you live in a world where it's like, there's these crazy people trying to bring back racism. They're out there and they're just rioting in the streets because they want to cause destruction. You know, these are all pawns for the new world order. There's a new regime working towards a one world government. You know, they want you to fail. This country's dying. It's on its way out. And part of that I agree with right like, like part of that I agree with but it's not the whole truth <laughs> and on the other side you have the third reality where it's you know these systems of oppression are always gonna be here have always been here the planet's dying and if we don't do something destructive now there will be no peace in the future and that's a very optimistic outlook on that mentality but the point still stands that we live in three separate realities that all exist in one timeline and I, this is a theory, right, like, I, I, I can only speak so much for my generation, there's a, an artist out there named Tom McDonald, and he said, you know, we grew up, we went to Hooters after school, we grew up watching South Park, how were we offended, and that's very true, you know, that's something that touches on a point, I never actually went to Hooters, though, so that that's where the point falls apart for me, but for me, you know, I'm at the ripe age of 23. I'll be 24 in a few more months. It's crazy how fast this year's flying by. You know, and I, I've done it all. And you have every right to roll your eyes at a 23 year old saying they've done it all, but... I've made money off selling music, I've been in a bunch of bands, I've traveled the country, I, I've been through all 50 states, I had a semi-successful stand-up career before I was 14, You know, I quit doing stand-up when I was about 16. I've been in the actual job field pretty much my whole life, working in my folks' shop. Then I started working in restaurants, had my own business, still run my own business, started my own media company. I've been working in restaurants over 10 years, just left that industry. I've been in the hospitals. I've buried friends. I've stood over their graves as people my age and younger were lowered into them. I've looked up I've seen their parents sobbing as they buried their child I've looked up and I've seen my friends girlfriends crying at their funerals you know I've had friends die in car accidents suicides last year I lost four of my closest friends one moved away and we had a really harsh falling out over choices he made that I thought weren't very moral or in his best interest and You know, for what's worth, if I I think a friend's doing something that will hurt them or cause them harm, I'm always going to step up and tell them, like, hey, you're fucking up, man. If I don't tell you now in harsh ways, you're going to. Reality's going to snap at you and you're going to not recover from reality versus recovering from me being a little bit of a dick in the moment for the better good of you. It's maddening. You know, it, it seems like every day more and more people throw their morals away the justice systems corrupted it's afraid of one side of the country it everything's breaking down everything is breaking down you have rioters are burning down police stations with police in them attacking innocent people on the streets we had a there was a uh, what's it called prayers for Trump or whatever or whatever uh, that pro-Trump prayer group where they went to the stage for the riots and they started praying Dude, they were getting executed. Like, ISIS style. These people who just went there and prayed in little red snapbacks. One of them was hunted down and shot in the back of the head. The guy who shot him was released, like, a week later. <laughs> you have these Antifa and BLM riders, and then they just destroy cities. Billions of dollars in damages just over 2020. But you have someone you have a handful of people on the right who go into a Capitol building. All intents and purposes they pop a squat, smoke a joint here and there, take selfies, parade around a building. That is actually their building, by the way. That's a tax funded structure. I I don't condone any of the destruction that was happening that day, but at the same time, that is the place to protest. And let me remind you SJWs? I don't know if roll your eyes at that fucking term. Just two years ago, or three years ago, when Kavanaugh was sworn in, people stormed into the Supreme Court. If you want to talk about a sacred building with a sacred practice in there, the Supreme Court, like, you're not even allowed to have cameras in there. No camera crew or equipment, not even C-SPAN, can get permission to go in there at all. You know? But no one was arrested that day. They stormed in, and threatened and tried to attack supreme court justices They nothing happened to those people they were escorted out and that was it but you have this witch hunt going on for anyone who had anything to do with january 6th in the slightest it's absolutely fucking insane there's people who've been in solitary confinement for over six months just rotting away You know, no one's come to check on him. You have that shaman dude who's actually apparently had multiple mental breakdowns and has been beaten. And there's some movement with him, apparently. The justice system's broken in this country. And what's funny about it is the people out there kicking and screaming and thrashing, saying, oh, no, the oppressive systemic racism in this country are actually the people being shown favoritism by every single established system in this country. Fuck, I mean, pull up the statistics on this. Go right fucking ahead. An unarmed white guy is a hundred times more likely, fact check me, to be killed by a cop. By the way, a white cop is more likely to kill a white guy. Actually, black cops are less likely to kill anybody, just so you know. Now that's of course, these numbers are before the blue flu and yet the the mass police exodus from this country. Where, you know, cops are quitting by the thousands for every every day for weeks. And then they got these new recruits who were just rushed in to fill in the voids where all these other veteran cops left when they resigned when they saw what was happening to the system. That was really our canary in the coal mine. And it drives me up a fucking tree, because you have these people who aren't following what's going on. Biden, just the other day, carpet-bombed. And and I know he carpet-bombed Syria. Like, what was a date? Like, within 24 hours of him being sworn in, we dropped four massive bombs across Syrian civilian neighborhoods. And we just carpet-bombed a bunch of fucking African cities. Black Lives Matter, right? BLM, is that what Biden was chanting? But we're bombing Africa for some fucking reason? The amount of just NPCable it, it drives me up a fucking tree. You, the anti-war people just vanished overnight. We have mass migration issues where people are just pouring into this country illegally, and people are becoming demoralized. And what really fucking scares me is this mass censorship on all these platforms, right? I gotta give Anchor a lot of credit because I purposely will read the Terms and Services, the TOS, and I'll purposely just push on them a little bit. You know, I'm not above throwing an N-bomb here, saying fag there, or faggotry, faggot nigga, you name it. I I purposely will push back on, on, on these boundaries because I genuinely think honest conflict is far more important than dishonest harmony. But I'm genuinely worried that they're going to create something a lot more ugly, and I genuinely cannot tell anymore if it's going to be accidental or on purpose. I I think the government's looking for that shot heard around the world so they can really just crack down. You're going to see the Insurrection Act eventually signed, and it's going to be through Biden. I guarantee it. I've uh, already been talking for 12 minutes almost. Fuck me. but you have voices being purged everywhere on the right on the left on the far left and on the far right to the point where you have the alt left and the progressives or the alt right and the progressives sorry being purged as well now when you remove people from the online public square which is like facebook twitter youtube uh... twitch you name it any of these platforms right that we became the, that was the modern-day public square. And when you silence these voices, you're going to see them go to the old public squares, which are outside, in the real world, with real consequences and real people, and it will go ugly. It will turn hostile, it will turn violent, and you will see actual death, and then the real civil war will pop off at that point. Because you can only you know, pulling the plug on a lot of people's internet connections and canceling their accounts will only do so much you're really just adding more provocation for them because a lot of people, you know, on the left and the right have this mentality of like, oh, big tech's evil big tech's silencing us because of our opinions and they're both right and what happens when these two clashing sides who have been canceled online go into the street and meet in person and start spouting their rhetoric towards each other You're going to see Kenosha in every fucking state. Do you fucking understand the implications of that? Now, there's this guy named Gypsy Crusader. I am very much the white pill equivalent of him. He, but he's right. I know he's locked up right now. I don't exactly know why, but I followed his content for months. I think like most people did. Around the beginning of this year and the end of last year. And he was fully right. This shit will come back. And it will destroy our children and their children. There's nothing we can do about it anymore. It's sort of done. The ship has sailed. I think America is in a death spiral. And we are cornered. And what happens when you have a powerful, vicious animal, a predator, in its death throes, backed into a corner? It will do everything in its power to drag as many people into hell with it. We are that predator, wounded, cornered, thrashing. And what will we do in our final death throes? Who will we throw down with us and drag to the gates of hell? I fear it will be the entire human race. America is one of the youngest countries on the planet. And no country in history has achieved what we have. By, the hundredth, by our 100th birthday, do you understand this? By our 100th birthday, we were already the biggest powerhouse in the country. I mean in the world. We were the powerhouse. We were the big boys. By our 200th birthday, we were the role model for the entire world. Feel free to disagree, but you'd be fucking wrong. We were the superpower. Countries hated us for our constitution. They hated us for our freedoms. They hated for the progressive civil rights actions we took to save lives and free more people they hated us for it and other countries many many more countries loved us for everything I just said and now even our closest allies are turning against us and we did this by the way just so you know we did this we became lazy we became fat we became comfortable And we never, never, ever, ever once stood up in time. We let our government get to this point where it was bloated and completely steering the ship. The ship that we, the people, were supposed to be controlling. It's sort of like you have a captain running the ship, right? And for a while there, you know, the captain was doing only what we told him to do. But after a while, we're like, oh, the captain knows what he's doing. We don't need to sit here. We can go down to the food lounge. All of us at once can go down to the food lounge in the bar room and and, and kick back. The captain knows what he's doing. And now the captain has us rushing Port Long into a fucking iceberg. And we're going to sink and break apart. Perhaps not even that order. Perhaps we'll break apart then sink. <sighs> I have a lot of thoughts. So trying to... You know, get these billion and one thoughts funneled out through this little little hole in my face into this microphone. It's a, it's a, it's a tall order. And I'll be honest, like, we can do another Civil War, and we can do a World War Three, but we're looking like we're gonna do them at the same fucking time, and we can't do both at the same time. Right now, we are as spread thin as fucking possible. And China is breathing down our necks. And in one foul swoop, Russia, for a brief period of time, was defending us. But Biden f- fucked that up. And now, Russia and China are working together. And And just so you know, China will turn on Russia when we're dead like when when America crumbles and we're destroyed you're going to see Russia get destroyed and China just take over if they bomb and take over Taiwan it's over it's functionally over at that point Whew. But what I was saying earlier we got lazy just an example: the TSA was supposed to be temporary after 9/11, right? We never told them to roll that back. We never put pressure on the government to remove it. We never asked a politician to fix that. Same thing: income taxes were supposed to be fit were supposed to be a temporary thing to help, you know, the economy come back after World War II. We never put any pressure on it to go away, not once. And occasionally you have these right men in the right time at the right place. Just get blocked. Ross Perot, Ron Paul. These are two men that were there and they should have won. The landscape of this country would be entirely different. Those two men had taken over when, when they ran and got elected. But we let the system grow so big they were conspired against and we lost Perhaps two of the greatest what-ifs in presidential history, especially Ross Perot. The Reform Party could have done so much to save this country. I think Trump may have just bought us a little bit more time, but even he had a fucking closet full of skeletons and failures. We never stood up to our own government and told them no. We said, yes, because we're America. We're the good guys. We always win. No, we don't. We don't. Bay of Pigs, Vietnam, Desert Storm. We lose a lot. We lose a lot more than you're comfortable knowing. Nikola Tesla said, you will live to see human devastation and monstrous acts far beyond your comprehension. And he was right if only you knew how bad things really are. But too many people take comfort in sleeping through the uncomfortable reality that we exist in and when hell comes kicking down their door and their family and loved ones are dragged away they'll sit there confused and angry wondering why and they're gonna look around and blame the first thing they see Even if it's not the real reason. Because they don't want to look in the mirror and say, I did this. I played some fucking role in what's happening to me now. They won't. Same thing with the baby boomers, you know? They've already taken far more than what they paid into Social Security. And the economy's even more. The economy was already being fucked by Social Security and Social Services because we told the baby boomers they paid into what they're getting when they actually are getting way more than they paid for but baby boomers refuse to address that not all of them i know i have some of you listening to this right now but if you're listening to me right now then you're most likely shaking your head in agreement or nodding your head in agreement with everything i've said so far and if not oh well you're more optimistic than i am i guess But these boomers refuse to see what they've done wrong. They refuse to address the major scar they left on civilization, on just American culture as a whole. We functioned very orderly. Very neatly. Very, you know, not even necessarily religiously, but religiously. There was order to it. Left and right were similar, but not the same. But they could work together. But then they normalized drug use, promiscuous sex, porn, riots in the street in the name of peace, so on and so forth, right? They normalized that. They even got a couple other Pinko Kami people in office. And forever, the American culture has changed. Americana became history. I feel like Johnny Cash's, when the man comes around, is going to be a very fitting end to this country. And I know my episode earlier today mentioned that, at the end of this, but we really are in a death spiral. Now, in the long run, might we be okay? Maybe. I'm not as optimistic as people like Sticks, Hex, and Hammer are. And I don't think China's a paper dragon. I don't think they're anywhere near as strong as they lead on. That's why they have to use such oppressive tactics. If they were really as strong as they said they were, they wouldn't have to oppress so many people. People would want to join their team because they looked like they were winning. It's all about image. Growing up... I remember what happened when 9-11 happened. I remember where it was at least. I was in kindergarten. I really didn't know what happened, right? I got sent home. They closed down all the schools that day, and they sent everybody home. Then the way my school did kindergarten, you had the morning class and the, even, like, the afternoon class. I was in the afternoon one. Our teacher sent us home, we got outside, we waited for the buses to show up, because the buses hadn't even gotten there yet. Buses pulled up, we got on, we got taken home, I get home. My mom's crying, my siblings were freaking out, and I guess what happened there, while I was gone it's cool. my brother ran downstairs and said, Mom, the World Trade Center is collapsing. And she was like, What? No. And this is you know what I was told from her. Turns on the TV where right the second plane smashes into the building. And that was when I got home. It was the second tower crumbling in on itself. I remember the news anchor. She just wasn't talking. It was Fox two Detroit. No one was talking. I think it was actually the meteorologist Rich Luderman who said something like, How did this happen? What's happening? And he was met by silence. I wish I could remember what my grandma was thinking. Or what she said. Or what she looked like. Because she was a World War II vet. Had seen so much and fought for this country on so many places, so many countries, soil. She fought in the name of America. Saved so many veterans' lives. I'm sure there's a lot of veterans alive right now who wouldn't be alive without my grandma. Having been there on that battleship back in the day. For all I know, she was asleep. <sighs> And it just got so much worse after that. you had the people saying this was clearly an inside job and they were getting destroyed. And we like to operate under this bullshit lie, right? That Americans came together after world, after nine eleven, and we were just all Americans. No, that was a sentiment for like 48 fucking hours. The government turned and lied our way into Iraq after that. And lied our way into the Middle East. And my entire childhood, from kindergarten through junior high, every news channel showed the war on terror. You saw body camera footage of people in these neighborhoods in the Middle East getting shot. American soldiers coming back with PTSD. You know, I grew up in a tattoo shop. I saw this all the time. You'd have these soldiers come in and they were just fucked. Just so fucked up. They'd have to take a break from getting tattoos because of the sound of the machine would bother them. One guy specifically, I'll call him fucking Goldilocks. He had long blonde hair at the time. He was a veteran. He came out and immediately tried to go for that fucking hippy dippy lifestyle and it was just. It was a mask. He was finding comfort in something that he wasn't. He was a dick, so, you know, fuck him to begin with. But anyway, growing up, you know, I watched The Last C-SPAN. Washington Journal was my morning show while I ate my cereal before I went to school Was Washington Journal. Every day you'd have, like, General Petraeus, Dick Army... You'd have Bob Dole, all these old neocon sacks of shit. Just up there talking all sorts of bullshit. Winning here, you know, this many casualties there. We're moving into a new city to secure oil reserves there. We grew up watching war on every channel. CNN, Fox, local stations, you name it. Every day you were guaranteed to hear some new update about the war on terror, the war on Iraq, the war in Palestine, the war in Israel, the Gaza this, the Gaza's fallen there, oh, they've seized control over Gaza, the Belizeans, every day, and then it went from the Taliban, overnight, you know, Osama Bin Laden was wiped out and fucking decapitated, and they, they showed the... Rotten.com and LiveLeak showed the cell phone footage of him being murked. Then it immediately, like in 24 hours, was like, new enemy, ISIS. Journalist getting his head chopped off. And then you'd click over to like, and this is from like a kid growing up while this was all going on, Right? So if you're older than me, this probably doesn't apply to you. If you're a millennial, fuck you for being a fag. Anyway, we know we turn on the TV to watch the news. Our folks don't want to watch PBS or Cartoon Network; they want to watch the news, see what's going on, and all we see is death, destruction. You know, I live in Michigan, so you know it'd be like, oh, war on terror, a hundred thousand people dead, this city got bombed, drone strikes. Oh, and in Detroit, you know, family of five—an infant, two little girls, and a fifth grader—were all murdered in their home and gang crossfire, shit like that. And then you, you know, you click it over to PBS, and there's Mr. Rogers telling you to be you. You know, you're the best out there. Go out in the world and do you. You know, be the best you can be. Go. Fucking Cartoon Network, same shit. You know, go out there, be yourself. You know, do this and that. You know, you are you. All that happy-go-lucky bullshit. You know, we grew up with this dichotomy of these two alternate realities. So a lot of us grew up thinking like, well, the system just kills. The system just kills. I don't want to kill. Who am I? Oh, I'm not a killer. And then you get you grow up to become Antifa, misled and brainwashed. Killing on the name of the machine. Or, you know, you're fed all this bullshit growing up. These half truths about the, you know, the race riots. These half truths about Dr. King. These half truths about the civil rights movement. You just get half of a picture, and then you turn on the TV, it says war here. Turn the channel, and it says, Be peaceful. You're peaceful. You have people who don't know who they are anymore. Not to mention, you know, you had the broken household growing up. Dads weren't there for their kids. And this is something I can speak about firsthand. And you see it. You look out. You see low-value women and beta males out there. And it's just garbage. Garbage. The same women demand respect are selling pictures of their buttholes online for five dollars a month, and they demand respect. Fuck off, slut. And then you have these dudes out there who put all their stock in their personality, or put all their stock into to a persona they've ho- they've honed for themselves in the hopes of getting some pussy. Fuck you, fag. You're not even a real person. No one lived through hard times in my generation but we're making hard times there's an old adage hard times creates hard men hard men create good times good times create soft men soft men create hard times and it repeats like that forever it's an Ouroboros cycle of sorts and we're creating the hard times downside is we have internet, we have vice in our pockets, we have dopamine burnouts, it's not hard to get your hands on some drugs. Any vice or escape you want can be ordered through this device in your pocket. And you use it for porn, funny cat videos, fucking useless bullshit BuzzFeed articles instead of what you could be using it for all the world's knowledge is in that phone but you use it for your own entertainment, save your own enlightenment it makes me think we are still just monkeys who have grown far ahead of where we should be we have the technology of gods but we're still tribal We have nuclear energy, nuclear warheads. We have sent men into space, women into space, dogs and flies and horses into space. We even sent a fucking Muppet into space. But we're still stuck in these primitive primate ideologies where we play tribes against tribes. I. What do you think the odds are that humans will go down as a footnote in Earth's history? Somewhere between slime and god, they're humans, just right there in the middle. We were the one little missing link that connected the slime to becoming gods. It doesn't help, you know. Just 23 years old, right? How many major diseases and plagues have we seen just in our lifetime? Swine flu, Ebola, malaria, Zika, uh, COVID. You fucking name it, man. That's only a handful. Like mad cow, spread pretty hard in my in my lifetime. Every year, it seemed like there was a new big disease. Do anybody remember killer wasps? Remember killer wasps? They, they they were a thing before COVID for like a week. And touching on what I said earlier about other countries following our leads and looking up to us. Look around. We're riding in our streets now you look around the world. France. Belgium, Germany, England, France, Ireland, Canada, Mexico, all riots all the time, cities on fire, innocent people being beaten to death for the wrong political opinions, and we were so fucking close, we were so goddamn close to to peace, we really were. We were so, so, so fucking close. Uh, It actually kind of breaks my heart. Like, you know, I never took into account somebody else's skin color until BLM told me I should. I didn't care what color anybody was. I didn't walk past somebody with this bullshit preconceived notion of who they were based on their skin color or what they were wearing. At most, I walked around like man that dry, dressed like a fucking idiot. What the hell is he wearing? But it didn't make me think anything of their personality. It just made me think they didn't know what good fashion was, or they, they like they had too high of an opinion of how they were dressed. But it never went any deeper than that. It was very superficial, surface bullshit that would never even come up in a conversation. But now we're told this race that your race this this race that this gender that. So now everybody. Um, just as an example, I think it was Dave Chappelle, who has explained that when he was writing some jokes, he had to remove jokes because uh, the quote I believe was something like, "The way I was telling this joke about Myers would tell people who I voted for." That's fucking ridiculous. You know, back in the day, bullies were out there, right? Like bullies were in the school, waiting to beat you up and shove you into a locker call you names if you were lucky. Like if you went to a really good school, the worst bullying you might get is being called a, a dumbass. Oh you're a fuckwit. Oh you're a you're a jackass. Really stupid shit. And I know if you're about my age, you grew up thinking Butthead was a bad word. Right? Now it's now who cares? There's no standards anymore. People are killing themselves because someone says KYS on their Facebook post. People are killing themselves because they don't get enough likes on a selfie. We got so soft and sensitive, despite growing up with so many hardships and viruses. But we never really saw hard, hard times. Most people, you know, I was somewhat consciously aware of what was going on in 2008 to 2012 with the recession and the Great Second Depression. The housing crisis, the predatory loaning practices—I even remember Acorn. Right? Anybody remember the big, the big, big controversy between the Obama administration and Acorn? If you want to talk about election fraud, look into what Acorn was. It was an old, broken publication. But no one remembers Acorn. No one learned anything from that. The same people who were, you know, Occupy Wall Street are now there with Black Block on breaking shit. (sighs) Do I think all of humanity will be gone? There's like a 10% chance, I think, that humanity wipes itself out in my lifetime. 10%. I don't put any stock into that. Doomsday, death clock, bullshit. Those are a bunch of scientists larping because I think it was a funny, fucking, epic idea. But do I think our society will collapse? There's a ninety percent to ninety-five percent chance, in my opinion. Yes. If not my lifetime, for sure within the next hundred years. And if only we could do, just, if we could go back to how everybody interacted with each other just ten years ago, right? Just ten years ago. But have the technological advancements we have now, we'd be in an entirely different place. We have the technology now to purge disease from the human body, but we don't use it for that. We have a military gel, and what it does is you squeeze it into breaks, and after three hours or so, that broken bone is fully healed. I'm not exaggerating. It's a real thing. We have lasers that melt skin back together, so cuts and gashes are are not even an issue. But we don't use them in the public because it's so expensive. We pretty much only use it in the combat settings. Like I said, I don't really have a I didn't have a plan for this episode. I just sort of wanted to have a stream of consciousness put out there. And sometimes, you know, you, you see people peddling this copium bullshit, and I try to. But everything now. I I I guess you could say I've taken the red pill too intensely now, and I think everything's a big big old conspiracy theory and everything is connected. And I was really thinking that. Kind of way, and then Epstein happened, and that really drove that home. I guess essentially you get to the point where you wonder how much is Alex Jones actually wrong about, and how much is he actually correct about? Because that guy is right 9 out of 10 times, despite how he words himself. How many of us were practiced on as kids, you know? How many things were put into our school education? How many things were tested on us? In our drinking water? In the food we eat? In the media we consume growing up? How much of that was designed to program and train us for today? Because I'll tell you right now, no one's immune to propaganda. They just have to find the right propaganda to work on you. For all I know, they did. They found the right thing to work on me exactly every time, and I just am not smart enough to know it. How's that quip go? Something like, in the desert I came across a traveler. And with him, he had a suitcase and two stones. And it said, I am man, homo sapien of homo sapiens. Look upon my work ye mighty, and whimper. Something like that. That's not the direct quote, I'm sure. But there's truth to that. Einstein once said, I do not know what technologies World War 3 will be fought with. But I know World War 4 will be fought with sticks and stones. Would it be better that way, though? Sticks and stones lack the ability to fully wipe out continental globes at a time. They really do. And if you're one of those people, and you're sitting back thinking, like, Dude, we nuked Japan twice. You know, it wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, the yields are so much stronger now. You think we stopped making nukes stronger when we bombed Japan? No, 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 no. Science looked at Father and said, Father, I now know sin. And Father looked at Science and said, what is sin? And that's a mentality we've worked with. And we know how corrupt things are. We know it's on both sides too. It's not just oh corrupt Democrats, oh corrupt Republicans. No, no, it's them versus us. Now don't get don't get confused. There are elites that are on our side. There really are. There are some really good people out there on the f- on the left and on the right who are part of this elite class who are on our side. Right? And they will fight with us, but they won't make that big of a difference. Because it's a big club, and they're also not in it. And neither are we. I remember in 2016, a lot of people were like, oh, this is the worst year ever, and now you know, laterally, most of us look back at 2016 with nostalgic, like, the nostalgia for that time period is unreal, a new meme every week, like, there was jokes about it, right, like, a popular meme was to release calendars of the year, right? Like you'd have all the months lined up, and you would have like the meme of that month for all 12 months. But that went on from 2016 to like 2019. And honestly, 2016 to 2019 all felt like the same year for me. Things didn't really change for me till 2020. But I know most of you probably agree with what I just said. 2016 felt like the worst year. And you've probably said, oh man, I can't wait for 2016 to be over, holy shit. This year is just so long, it's dragging on and on and all that other shit. Just to now look back at it and miss it. Like, if I could perpetually just live in Groundhog's Day almost any day in 2016, I would take that deal hundred percent of the time no no questions asked just let me pick fuck it if you really want to be generous to me you'd let me go back and live one week of 2016 over and over and over and over and fucking over again and that would probably be you know that would probably be the exactly the week that Trump got elected for me like like put Trump's election in the middle of that week and let me have like 3 days before the day of and 3 days after let me just relive that week because let me tell you man uh my my now ex but girlfriend at the time like we were trading memes back and forth like even people on the left were willing to shit on Hillary right and people on the right were willing to shit on Trump There wasn't this hardened, like, my side versus your side yet. That did exist, and it was ridiculed, right? Like, it was ripped apart if you're, like, hardcore, I'm-with-her Hillary supporter. You got made fun of. We mocked social justice warriors. Unilaterally, Democrats, Republicans, Independents, Anarchists, we all got together and pointed and laughed at these pussy-cap-wearing, rainbow-haired-having weirdos. You know, like we all sat back and laughed. Every week it was like a new Ben Shapiro destroys so and so. Jordan Peterson destroys so and so. Destiny destroys so and so. Tim Poole was just starting his YouTube video career where he was doing what he was doing what he's doing now. You know, yet we are changed doing what they were doing. It was just a simpler Simpler time New memes constantly Especially the memes right and Then you had anything with PewDiePie in 2016 was phenomenal as far as I was concerned 2016 me Was such a different person To 2021 me 2016 me was Living on his own Working a lazy ass job Barely making any money But happy smoking all the weed in the universe same girlfriend for years and all the way through high school i had eight friends or some shit like that Had a bunch of friends if one friend wasn't able to hang out i could just call up any other number of them and go chill at their place or have them chill at my place i lived on my own my grandpa was still alive i was close to a bunch of my cousins And I was pretty much somewhere on the blue side of the political compass. Pretty much always a libertarian, but a more blue leaning version of one. Like the biggest problem I had was like me and my brother gonna have a fist fight. Can I not afford weed this week? Oh no, my bicycle got a flat tire and I need to go buy a new inner tube and fix that. My problem were is sm- so fucking small back in comparison to where they are now <sighs> now twenty twenty one means a lot harder of an individual. <sighs> it's weird, right? Nostalgia is a way of smoothing over all the bumps and dents and flaws. It makes it seem like such a better time. And really, you know, I'm sure there were a lot more problems I had back then that I just didn't know about. Or I knew about, but don't really register anymore. But something weird happened. Things got weird. The universe went upside down. People went to war with each other and their friends and family. And now it seems like everything that happens on this earth is a political act of some kind. And dude, let's just... UFC in 2016. Sowoodo. McGregor's debut. Ronda Rousey. You know, you just had these... you Khabib. The Khabib, man. You hit the music, you had that weird dancing alien that sang in Spanish. Vine had just gotten taken down, everybody was grieving for Vine, and everybody was like uploading Vine archives. TikTok was still called Musically or Music.ly. Now, TikTok, which Musically became. Is this massive spying operation where where people are, are stealing your data and selling it to a Chinese communist government? Twitter is no longer the place to go to shitpost or or find the people that have flee to Tumblr when Tumblr removed the porn. And they all went to Twitter and started posting their porn there. And then OnlyFans really took the ethos off off these sites, put them behind a paywall. There wasn't such a big discrepancy, really. You know, people. 4chan was still 4chan. Now 4chan is just read it with an even edgier sense of humor. Sometimes, if you really want to get a sense for what 4chan as a whole used to be. Just go to the poll board. The poll board is probably the best representation of it. And yes, you can even find porn on the poll board. You know, you still had Filthy Frank. Max Mofo before it became a fucking Pokemon channel. Anything for Views. I can't remember what his original name was. It was something before Anything for Views. I can't remember what it was, though. Some Warcraft reference, I believe. I-dubs before he became a cuck. You had the Cake Trilogy with Max Mofo, I-dubs, and Filthy Frank. And man, everyone was ripping on fucking all-female Ghostbusters. Everyone was ripping on it, right? SNL was still kind of watchable. Fox had animation domination. Rick and Morty was like, wasn't even mainstream yet. Rick and Morty was still sort of underground cartoons. Archer was still watchable. Game Grumps were still watchable. Markiplier was tolerable. Jacksepticeye was alright. And... I honestly have not watched any of these gaming channels in for fucking ever like forever. I can't even tell, I think the last Markiplier video I watched was a fucking Five Nights at Freddy's Let's Play of some kind. And the last Game Grumps episode I watched was a Paper Mario episode. I used to watch these channels every day. Like I used to sit back and wait for their uploads. Maybe the problem's me. Maybe I'm just... Nostalgic for a time that will never be again Because let's face it The world you and I grew up in doesn't exist anymore It just doesn't The world we thought we would raise our kids in is gone It's a new landscape It's a new everything And I honestly cannot tell you what that means Implication wise But I'm worried In a lot of ways, in 2016, when we were sitting back laughing and jokingly calling it the worst year ever, we were being warned that things were going to go downhill. Now it's funny to point out, like, oh yeah, you know, the day Harambe died was the same day the Large Hadron Collider was fired for the first time. Yuck, 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 yuck. Sure, buddy. And Mandela Effect, I'm, I'm sure, is real. But something serious is wrong now. And I, I'm kind of lost, you know, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, you know, I'm I'm working on an episode now about those Democrats who fled Texas and brought COVID up here, but at the same time, it's just, what the fuck, what the actual fuck's going to happen now? Like like I said, I I didn't have any plan for this episode. I just had a lot on my mind and I wanted to get it out there somehow. Like, what the fuck? Like, you just think about the implications of OnlyFans. Dudes who can barely afford it, buying news of women that they could just find... Just so you know, there's no such thing as a unique set of tits, ass, dicks, or vaginas. Right, you can find the a vagina on Google Image Search that looks exactly like your ex's, just just as an offhand example, right? Any tattooed pink haired E slut you can buy nudes of online, you can find basically the same exact chick anywhere for free on Google or Pornhub. Like look how many Bell Delphine lookalikes there are now? Right, like just type in Belle Delphine, you will find a million bitches that look just like her, doing the exact same shit she does, but actually having porn made. Right, you can find a million and one bitches that look like me and Khalifa, but people are still going into debt to buy nudes because they want that level of intimacy. I'm sure. I can't really put my, my finger on it. I've never paid for nudes, nor will I ever pay for nudes. Again, you have to find some really good stuff on Fortune if you're looking for porn. But just think about what the implications are of this, right? In, like, 20 years, if we're still around, you're going to have, like, kids going on on Pornhub finding their mom's old OnlyFans leaked videos, Right? And a lot of these women are going to have a hard time finding partners. The same thing with a lot of these guys. Like, they're going to have a hard time finding women. And they burnt out their dopamine. <coughs> jerking off and popping off every night to these fucking e-sluts. You don't give a fuck about their existence. They're just hitting that dopamine switch every night, multiple times a day, I'm sure. And by the time they get the chance to meet a real woman settle down, they're just burnt out. Same thing with these women. They're going to be blown out. The internet destroyed humanity and it had all the ability to save us. To open up our minds to whole new levels of understanding, but we use it to hurt ourselves instead of educate ourselves. <laughs> and and like legalizing weed, right? On many, on most cases, you have me like an actual debate format. I'm going to argue that it should be fully legalized and recognized on a federal level. But at the same time, what the fuck? You know, I remember when it became legal. I 14-year-olds I knew in high school, 15-year-olds I knew in high school were starting to get in, getting the high. And then people who had great grades got terrible grades. I always had bad grades, so it didn't really change anything for me. But these kids just started, you know, ruining themselves, going to the desert, and oh, you know it's not addictive, but they're putting, like, all the money they got into buying new weed every time. When they break a bowl, it was, like, the end of the world for them. They'd figure, like, how am I gonna fucking smoke now? I need to go buy a new pipe. I don't have money for that. I spent all the money I had in this bag of weed. Everyone got so dumbed down. No one cares. No one has the intellectual ability to care anymore. No one really knows what love is either. They they think love is when you keep your dick hard and and fuck someone over and over and over, but that's not it. You know, no one takes the time to actually figure it out. And just so you know, love is when you see somebody at their best and at their absolute worst, hideous self. And then you go through that and you get out of there. And I don't mean like you leave, but you and them get through that together. And then they see the same thing in you. They see your best self and your fucking worst self. And they're still there supporting you. No one no one wants to deal with that. That's a burden for most people. No one, no one cares. On my YouTube channel, I posted a video. I came across it. I can remember where I found it. It was this little girl, and her and her dad went hunting. She was like six, and she shot this deer. And the deer's in front of her, squirming and bleeding out. And she just starts shaking. And the dad's like, yeah, what, what's going on? She's like, I, I, I killed it. And she's shaking. She's not crying. She's just trembling. She's like, I'm not even cold. But I'm shaking. And she's like looking around her. She looks at her dad. She puts the rifle on the ground. She's like, nobody cares. Look, look, Dad, look around! Nobody cares. no one, no one cares, Dad. I killed it. No one cares. That little girl is probably the last of the best of us. I'm still here, I'm just. It was in Montauk. It's uh, a city in New York, right outside Dutchess County, or for Onion Town. There was this guy. He was mugged, and he surrendered to the muggers. He did. He was like, "Take everything. And, you know, I, I don't want to fight you. I just want to go home." They broke his legs and his arms. Tied him to a pole and lit him alive. They burned him alive at the stake. Middle of the day, no one no one did anything. This guy screamed and cried and all people did was call ask somebody else to help. No one themselves got in and helped. No one even threw their Starbucks latte on the guy. They just Didn't care, really. They wanted to give the illusion that they cared. They just... Said, hey, somebody call the cops. I have a phone, but I'm too busy filming it. When I worked at Big Sky Diner, this little place in Ipsy, it's pretty irrelevant, but... There's this guy... You know, one minute a waitress is handing him his breakfast and refilling his coffee he tips and leaves and i am going to say this right now these witches are lying bitches they told the news and everybody like oh yeah you know we saw him in here all the time this dude had never been in there i worked there for like five years and i had never once saw this guy before right but they said oh he comes in here all the time lying bitches that's all it was oh don't forget about me is what that bullshit was oh yeah he was a regular you know i knew him so well and he died it was so sad all that boils down to, don't forget about me, I'm during this tragedy, I'm getting ahead of myself. But I hate those bitches. This guy was pulling out of Big Sky, it was probably like two... No, it was about one, because my shift ended at three. I just went home, and everybody was still there. It was about one. I had my headphones in, doing the dishes. I just got this bad feeling... I don't know how to explain it. It's just everything felt wrong. And I look up and I see this cook named Dave. He's like this six foot two dude, looks like Walter White from Breaking Bad, speeding out of the building. And he's not the guy to do that, you know. Even if he like I've seen him walk out on a shift, but he ran with this look on his face, this determined but horrified look. So I followed him this guy pulled out of the restaurant four cars that were drag racing down ecourse three of them smashed right into his car car bits were everywhere and i remember seeing this guy's face this old man this old chubby guy he's in his car seat no eyeballs he doesn't have any eyes it's just goo it's just liquid rain down his face you know everything's liquid inside of him airbags gone off and all that it was liquefy even more of him i get out there and i got out there like fuck not even half a second before dave did but i didn't go to the car i got within two feet of the front of the car and i saw the dude's face and i knew it was too late and props to, to this guy named Dave, man. He he held the old man's hand. He sat there and he just talked to him. He was like, hey, buddy, ambulances are on the way. You're, you're going to be all right. You're going to see your family. And, you know, I can't get you out of the car, man, but you're going to be okay. You're going to get through this. And I knew better. And I knew Dave knew better. I just didn't. I don't know, I didn't have it in me. This guy's car was, you know, his engine was fucking sitting out the hood of his car. he was just there, like I had just walked by him, gave him a little head nod and a wave, you know, I was carrying dishes to the back. I didn't know the fucking guy, I had never seen him before, but you know, he was a customer, you know, he looked at me, I looked at him, you know, you just fucking nod and keep going. Your casual passerby greeting. And this guy just puke out of his mouth, goo right out of his ears and his eye sockets and then he started convulsing and you know again to dave's credit he just sat there and he held his hand he just this little man started spasming and he just kept talking like hey you know don't fall asleep on me buddy you gotta... and when i looked away from that i saw hundreds of people lined up and down the road People were, like, striking poses and making, like, hand signs and gang signs and peace signs and shit. In front of this car, as somebody who I considered a close friend at the time, was holding a man who was dying. People were just taking selfies. Come to find out, like, no one called the cops. It took, like, 20 minutes for anybody to call the cops. It was, like, a garage next, across the street. Or a mechanic called the cops, you know, this guy, these, car- one card, the one of the four cards that didn't hit him got away, they they caught him like a week later, but, you know, they still caught him, one other guy was, uh, no one else died, just this one old man died, and, there was panhandlers walking up and down the street, asking people for money, like, oh, so tragic, any one of us could go any minute now, Spare a dollar? Oh, you know, it's so sad you got a couple change on you? That's humanity. That's. If you want to know what humans really are like, it's one guy in a crowd of a hundred people comforting a dying person while the rest of them take selfies and live Facebook videos. And what really disgusted me is like. The police got Dave to leave, right? They're like, hey, you know, he's gone. We need you to move so we can get the... So we can, you know, clear out and get ambulances in there. People were running up to the car with this dead guy in it. And they were, like, putting their arms around his shoulders taking selfies with him. And cops weren't chewing them away. They weren't. And it's just... You know, it's hard not to believe that that's what humanity really is. A bunch of vain, hairless monkeys with technology. And only a few of us care. But nothing happens to the ones who care. The ones who are vain and selfish get all the rewards in the world. And I refused to talk to the news. A couple people asked, and I was like, fuck off. I have nothing to say here. Because what am I going to say? You know, I don't know the guy. And I could tell my side of the story that day, but that would take away from... No one talked to Dave. He got in his car, and he drove home. He, He filed a police report, and he left. But man, a bunch of motherfuckers that weren't there, right? A lot of people who weren't there... Talk to the news, and they're like, Oh, yeah, you know, this guy was a real pillar of our community. He was from Livonia, dude. This happened in Ipsy. What do you mean? The fuck do you mean he was part of our community? No, he was stopping through town on his way to God knows where, and tragedy happened. But these cunty harlots that I worked with were like, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna cry on camera and talk about all these bullshit events and memories I have with them that aren't real, but I'm going to make it up because it makes me look like like a victim, too. Disgusted me. A man died that day and the biggest tragedy was a bunch of worthless cretins looking for their five minutes in the spotlight. I left middle... I just left. I went in I made myself a hamburger, some fries, put them in a to-go box, and then the phone rang, right? I answer it, and there's this lady on the other hand, and she's like, on the other end, sorry. She's like, hey, you know, I'm coming to get food, and all the roads are closed off. What the fuck's happening? I said, ma'am, there was a major car accident. I don't know if the restaurant's going to stay open. My advice to you is call back in like an hour. If you get a hold of anybody in here, then we're still open. You can come on in. But right now the roads are closed. The fire department, EMS, paramedics, road cleaners, and all those people can get in. She fucking got pissy. And started saying how bad our service was. and You know, we should have more entrances into our parking lot. I'm not kidding. This really fucking happened. And I said, ma'am, there's nothing I can do for you. The road's closed. There was an accident here. Bye. And I hung up on her. And like a split second later, she called back. And I see this van just come driving through the grass and everything. And parking in our parking lot. Some old sp- sp- spick cunt sat down inside the restaurant and was like, I'll sit here and wait till I get serviced. I had nothing to say to her, so I just took my food and I went home. Turn on my TV and there's live news footage on every fucking channel about this accident. Every camera zoomed in on the car with this guy who was essentially a, a water balloon leaking out of his eyes. Everybody looking for their five minutes of fame. But you're an asshole if you weren't, by the way. Because y'all you know, got chewed out the next day. I go into work and we're like, why didn't you talk to the news? You know how bad you made people look? You know, we lo- we don't look like we're friendly. I'm like, I don't care what we look like. I don't give a fuck. I just wanted to go home. I just wanted to, you know, call my girlfriend at the time. Be like, hey babe, you know, I'm happy you're around. I'm happy you're alive. I wanted to hug my cat. I wanted to see my roommates and be like, hey, you know, just don't drive anywhere today. I guess in a weird way, this is some kind of virtue signal, I guess, but it's just something on my mind. It's been on my mind every day since it happened. Not the old man who died, not really. In fact, he's probably the one part of the story I don't think about too much. Over if anything, he's just a backdrop that adds context to the real thing that bothered me. Which was all the people posing for selfies with his dead corpse people sitting on the hood of a smashed up car taking selfies people going around picking up scrap and posing with the scrap metal from the accident that bothers me so much for a few months and occasionally still to this day i'll i'll just have a nightmare and i'll see that guy's face just melting I don't know how to describe it either. It didn't look like he had any bones in his face. It just looked like a water balloon with two holes popped in it. But the water wasn't rushing out of the water balloon, it was a steady trickle. I remember watching him convulse in his car seat. I remember watching Dave freaking out but holding it together as best as he can. But the thing that I always think about is all these fucking assholes streaming to Instagram and Facebook Talking oh, this is fucking crazy y'all. You won't believe this shit. Look at you fucking dying Oh my god. Look at that motherfucker fucking dying This shit's crazy y'all. Oh my god. You won't believe it. Well, I only got 15 of y'all watching this shit's crazy No one wants to be the hero They just want to think they would be the hero. And if for some reason, Dave, if you're listening to this, you did everything you could, you are actually the hero of that story. It's just a shame that story had to have a hero to begin with. And if you're any one of the waitresses I worked with at Big Sky, I find you detestable. And you're horrid. By the shit you pulled and lied about that day Just to get some sympathy And every one of you people that typed out Thoughts and prayers on the M Live article You're pieces of shit Thoughts and prayers are fucking worthless They do nothing They help no one It's just you saying Hey don't forget about my five minutes of fame today Don't forget about me I don't know if this has anything to do with anything I said earlier. Like I said, it's a stream of consciousness. This is just... There's a lot of darkness in me, and I want to get it out. This is my platform, hence my place to go. I've seen some real horrors. I've seen some real... Dark end of days shit. Ref is being a little melodramatic. No, no, it's not. I'd say around watching the war on terror is watching some end of days shit. Because it's all the prequel to the end of the world as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. It is crazy how humans have this ability to just move on, just progress, or make ourselves think we're progressing when really we're just regressing back into primal behavior again. I don't think I have too much more to say, so I'm going to wrap it up here. I've been James Madison. I don't know what this episode is. But... Thanks for listening, I guess.